and welcome to 16 Candle Keeps. I've already done my posh voice, so it makes it sound like an introduction that, that's worth it. And now we're going to go slowly downhill from here. Hi! Everyone else say hi so it's not just me. Hi! <laughs> hi. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to 16 Candle Keeps, where the 80s pass their death save. Uh, we are a new Dungeons & Dragons podcast slash video on demand, if you go through the wonderful Bingle Bang Bang YouTube page. Um, we are going to be playing Icewind Dale. We're going to be playing D&D. We're probably going to be playing it wrong to about 80% of the people online. Don't at us. Or if you do, with nice things, please. Um, hi. Uh, so let, before we jump into game and stuff like that, we should probably do some nice things and say hello from each of us so you know who the hell's talking. Um, shall we go around the group and just say hello and say like what who we are and a little bit about ourselves? Don't worry, I'm not expecting a Gwyneth Paltrow uh, acceptance of a, an award. Do you mean... Do we have to introduce our characters as well at this point? Oh no, don't worry about the characters. They're, they're, they're not needed for at least 45 minutes. The <laughs> it's the introductory podcast episode. Hmm. Um, I, I will start because I, I have spoken already. Um, hello, my name is Emma Bamford. I am part of uh, this podcast, obviously, and um, the St. James Files podcast in which we play call of cthulhu so two very different games going on um i'm fairly new to DD, so please prepare yourself to hear lots of steve what what does this mean i don't know what i do um but yes i am super excited so hello my name is liam um you may know me online as bingle bang bang a content creator of all things nerdy from trading card games to board games to role-playing games um i am a long time dm and occasional player so it's nice to be on the other side of a screen for once <laughs> and in the yeah in the nefarious hands of uh our wonderful dm Twinkle of eye doesn't say anything. <laughs> nefarious hands. Never heard your hands described as nefarious. I like it. I mean, like you know, he he's gonna roll one thing. He's gonna tell us that he rolled something else. It's fine. Never done that. Never done that. Apart from that one time when I nearly killed an entire party because I kept rolling high. Anyway, um, we have one, Leaves but not me? as least. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am Jade. Um, I don't really do much with my life. I'm lying. I am currently doing a master's <laughs> in creative writing, so that actually takes up most of my time. Um, I've done theatre, that's how I met all these lovely people. Um, and I'm not new to D&D, but I, I'm going to sound like I am. Um, I definitely do not have any expertise other than in... Uh, how to roll badly that's that's my jam that's 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 how you know it's me um if it's a low roll it's jade <laughs> sometimes you roll well and it's a really nice surprise because there's genuine excitement in your voice <laughs> like i'm so proud of you <laughs> no such thing as bad rolls it's just narrative rolls 
<laughs> Speaking of bad rolls, have you moved your bin that normally catches yeah. your <laughs> uh, I've actually got my dice tray on the opposite side today, so I shouldn't <laughs> roll it into the bin. <laughs> three, three weeks in a row would be impressive. <laughs> that really would be impressive. <laughs> Right, well, uh, I'll I'm... introduce myself before anyone else speaks because I'm more important. Anyway, no, I'm not. That That's, I hate GMs who do that. No, no. Any GM, I'm saying it now and you can leave the podcast fan already if you don't like me. Any GM who thinks they're a god really doesn't understand the game they're playing. They are just mm. playing gods. They're not actual gods. Anyway, um, so hi, I'm Steve. You may know me from other places on the internet where there are password protected things and such like that. Um, you will also know me from Alignment Unknown, the D&D podcast, and St. James Files, as mentioned by the lovely Emma just a second ago. Um, I have varied experience as a dungeon master and a player. DM'd for four or five years now, I think. And apparently people keep coming back, so we playing games but yes uh, that's me I'm, I'm gonna leave that as my intro nothing else to <laughs> titter on about um so let's get some let's get some housekeeping out of the way before we get into the game because then we can waste more of the time that should be rolling death saves um just quick things off my list of itinerary i've got here um so as we've mentioned at the beginning we're playing icewind dale uh tried to keep it as a gospel to the book da 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 as possible but um, many of you may have read the game already and know that the game is slightly defunct in its ability to kill characters quickly um, no, no spoilers guys uh, so there are moments where the game will diverge from the book itself everyone's player who's listened to this has probably played a game or has heard a game of D&D before nothing goes to plan so don't expect the book to be anywhere near the game halfway through it uh, but at the same time there are obvious edits to the book if you are hoping for a uh, a as true to the book as possible playthrough unfortunately you're not going to get it here please just enjoy our silliness as is um there is a homebrew race being played by Emma um, more on that in about 10 minutes uh, there may be moments throughout the game where I am actively editing the, the homebrew as we go through because obviously this is its playtest uh, so please bear with for that uh, the third thing is homebrew rules um, so everyone has their own way of playing the game everyone knows that a natural 20 is one of the greatest things you can get a natural one is one of the greatest things the DM can hear. Um, but sometimes people forget that they're not actually applicable to a skill check. Or actually the book says you're meant to double the number of dice, not uh, the roll of the result. Uh, da, 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 da. So there will be moments where I as the DM have certain rules that I play to make my homebrew games. Or my games that I run a bit more fun for me and the players if it's not something that you've heard uh, there will be we're, we're planning on making a website slowly but surely uh, it might be out by the time this episode's come out 
check out our homebrew rules there uh, they are as fair as possible i believe but also as one of the rules state i am so much for story over rules every time so i don't care if it's actually an action to pull away your sword and then another action to pull the next one if it's that badass moment where you flip your hand and pull the rapier and stab someone it's happening um but yes if you if you find that sort of thing a little bit annoying you have warning now um other than that i don't think i've got anything else i have to warn anyone is there anything that anyone else wants to announce before we jump into the game itself Accidentally torn a piece of paper out my notebook. That wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> um, we have several social medias. Yes. All, all under 16candle keeps. Yeah. Um, so you should be able to find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. All and obviously, in time, we will have our own website too. Yeah. All of the uh, social medias are currently being run by our lovely Ms. Jade, uh, who Trying. is. Uh, you are doing a wonderful job. <laughs> Doing a master's and something else is not easy. So, um, I mean, doing a master's is not easy. So, um, uh, I, I'm also like really old. I'm not actually really old. I just feel it sometimes, and I don't do social media as a person. So it's quite funny that I'm in charge of social media. <laughs> I had to ask Liam to help me out with quite a lot of stuff. He provided all our lovely hashtags. <laughs> And also provided our wonderful art that you've seen thus far. Um, yes. You will have seen our logos and our, our, I imagine, uh, I don't know what's happening with the video right now, but I imagine whilst my beautiful voice is droning on, you're seeing a pretty picture that has been made by the wonderful Bingle Bang Bang. TM. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if there's a TM after Bingle Bang Bang, but I just like the idea. I mean, I hope not. I haven't registered it. <laughs> well, it's been done for you now. <laughs> Happy birthday and Merry Christmas. Anyway, um, so without further ado, by sounds of it, if there's anything else we think of halfway through the, the episode, we can just shout it. But uh, we wasted 10 minutes, so we might as well now jump into the beginning of a new campaign for all of us. Uh, I don't believe anyone has had the joy of reading this out of our group, uh, apart from little things like spells and such like that they've tried to pull. But um, this is a new one for everyone, so let's jump into this monstrosity. So, the free folk... <laughs> the free folk of Faerun have always been heralded for their outright tenacity in the face of adversity. They have stood against dragons, vanquished beholders, suffered tyrants, and even added muesli to the breakfast menu in an attempt to keep the Raven Queen at bay. None show this devilish determination more than those in the pioneering towns of the Icewind Dale. Known as the furthest reach of civilization, the small collection of settlements sits a fortnight's hard riding north of the city of Luskan and the other side of the spine of the world. However, even those brave enough to live in the constantly chilly climates of the settlements have fallen under a frosty isolation of late. For the last two years, the sun has not been seen in the inky black sky. The Dale folk, as they are known, lay blame at the feet of the god of winter that has found home in this icy tundra. Each night, a beautiful kaleidoscope of colours washes over the evening skies as Aural the Frost Maiden weaves a spell to banish the light from her frozen dwelling. With a drop in supply deliveries from the south and travel being between settlements being 
downright treacherous. The Dell folk have started to offer sacrifices to Oral in a hope to appease her. But the cold continues to bite hard, and it's only at the good graces of a small collective's metal that the morale flickers like a small candle in a vast darkness. Welcome to Icewind Dale. We draw our collective attention upon a small keelboat crossing the final stretch of the red waters at a pace that a snail would find truly droll. The boat rocks uneasily as the huge goliath at the bow of the boat smashes the thick ice below with a shining great axe, his bare torso rippling with the boiling exhaustion hitting the biting cold air. It has been a hard ride for all involved as the those aboard have slogged through the cutting cold from the top of the spine of the world in a final bid to make transport into the dale possible. As the boat finally reaches the dock, the tiefling ferrymaster flits from the boards of the boat onto the planks that stand bravely against the icy waters below. I'll change for East Haven! As he stands in a ceremoniously gesturing fashion, uh, he looks to each of you on the boat trying to uh, get you off. Uh, not that way, please. Uh, if you're listening to this before 9pm. Um, he, he gestures for each of you to get off. So in your, uh, in your own times, would we like to introduce which characters are getting off the boat? Hi, my name is Erica Jones. I am a ghost. I am the homebrew race that Steve was talking about earlier. Um, the actual race title is called The Lost Soul. I believe. Did we get that right? Yes, it is called The Lost Soul. Um, I was a human before I died. Now I am a ghost. I am a ghost rogue. My 22 when I died. Um, I am now apparently ageless because ghost. I was working as a circus performer with a traveling circus doing high wire and magic. The nasty fall from a high wire resulted in a broken neck and a lifetime of first wandering of the earth as a ghost until I find some sort of resolution uh, I am just floating around bit of a, a purposeless human um, in terms of looks I am 5 foot 8 I've got pale skin I have long pink hair um died by me, not naturally. Um, I'm currently dressed exceedingly inappropriately for the weather um, in a purple shirt, a small blue skirt, and this. Um, but as a ghost, I can't feel the cold, so I'm good with it. Be friendly, um, a little bit sneaky, good at sleight of hand, and it's me. over to someone else to introduce themselves cool i'll go next um so i will be playing nereness halidar an eladrin ranger um she's currently in her autumnal season so she's got bronze toned skin with bright coppery long flowy auburn hair that's actually currently wrapped in a braid uh with golden brown eyes um she is 112 she's uh Old in human years, but not in Elodrin years. Um, 
but yeah, she's she's a ranger. She loves adventure. She's trying to search for treasure and is very happy-go-lucky. And I am playing Garland Goodbeer, who is a dwarf with a chestnut braided beard, whose usually bronze skin is paled from the cold and sea travel. He has a thick fur cloak over a set of fine green clothes with a red trim, and a matching hat with a long red feather. He has an axe at his side, which he mainly uses to open bottles of beer, and on his belt he carries his favourite tankard, which he has etched with his own company logo, because branding. Currently he is hugging the side of the boat, and at his feet is a pool of um, some of his own homebrew concoctions which he's been making as he felt that it would steady his nerves to drink on the sea. He was wrong. <laughs> he was very wrong. <laughs> so, as each of you, uh, slowly but surely, uh, some more jittery than others uh, get off the boat and onto the dock you hear as the goliath that was chopping away at the ice gets off and uh, takes his own personal gear he picks up a large pelt of a polar bear that he throws over his head mm. and the, the arms come over and hang over his chest um, he unlike the the rest of you who will have uh, actually should have mentioned this before the game apologies had your free winter's clothing set so you're not cold in this but you know ghost doesn't have to worry about that um so anyone who's cold isn't okay, cold I now <laughs> somebody else on the boat excellent so there's a spare set of uh, of uh, cold weather clothing as well um but the, the goliath gets up off the the uh, the boat and it rises a little bit out of the water as his weight comes off it and steps towards the tiefling for those that aren't um familiar with these races a tiefling is a demon folk kind of uh, race they're more demonic in their nature and their origin they have the devil horns the tail the irish bravado um i don't know why they're always irish in my mind but uh yes um and then a Goliath is a half-human, half-giant race, I believe. Uh, they are favoured towards their giant uh, origin more than their human origin, and uh, are quite... Basically, think of any world's strongest man, and then put them with grey skin, and there you go. Goliaths. <laughs> um... But as he get, gets up and uh, turns to Siphon, who you have all you've all met the these two individuals whilst you've been travelling from the spine of the world down into the uh, the ten towns as they're known. This is a collection of ten towns uh, in the middle of Icewind Dale uh, are the last bastion of civilization before heading up into the tundras further north. Uh, but you hear. As you start to get off, a brief conversation start to happen between Siphon and uh, Kodar, who is the Goliath. As he gets up, Siphon turns to him and goes, Well, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, lad, but um, I guess that's the last trip we'll be doing for some while. The, uh, the ice has finally beat us, I think. So, um, I guess uh, I'll, I'll, give you a, I'll give you a shout if, if I need more hard labour 
Dun-dun. Anyway, um, and for yourselves, and he turns now uh, to you three. Uh, so thank you for using Siphon Travels. It's been a tough old haul down the spine of the world. I understand and I apologize for any inconvenience you might have had. But um, welcome to Ten Towns, specifically welcome to East Haven. This is uh, quite a lovely little village uh, that sits and he gestures behind him now. Uh, as you can see, it sits on the uh, the shore of Lake Dinasha. It's uh, normally quite nice, but... Uh, Currently, the uh, situation up here seems to have frozen everything to near pointless. Um, should you need any uh, guidance throughout the city, let me just give you a quick rundown of where you can run around. There's only a couple of places in East Haven you might be interested in going. There are two pubs. The Wet Trout Inn, it's to the east. Uh, it's the largest tavern in the village, uh, owned by a dragonborn lovely lass. Uh, just don't get on the bad side. Uh, her name's Nimetra. You've got the town hall, normally best place to go if you're looking to get some sort of like action or uh, uh, kind of jobs. Speakers who run the towns uh, are normally looking for help if you're looking for a bit of trade. Uh, you've got the White Lady Inn, which uh, is a bit of a... And he kind of spits the turns back, looking a little distasteful towards uh, the bar that you can see immediately behind you on the jetty. Uh, it's... It, it, it's a nice place if you fancy like your more spirits and liquors, but uh, it's run by a bit of a weirdo. His name's Ronaldo. He's a gnome and he's into uh, these things he calls seances or shyants. It's He just likes talking to dead and it's a bit... Obviously, <laughs> your present self included. Uh, no, 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 no offence, obviously, but uh, it, it's, it's just a bit creepy when you know, people who are at rest should be left at rest. Anyway, um, finally... They don't work. If you fancy that sort of thing, the white lady in um the final thing that i can let you know uh is that there is a stables by the east way and he points out towards you can see uh as it's quite a small village you can already see the outskirts of the village stretching out either side of you on this little jetty uh he gestures towards the buildings towards the uh to the right of you as you'd look over that way as out that way funnily enough heading west is the east way we are on the Eastermost point of the Eastway. Uh, you head down that way. There's a stables just by the exits of uh, of East Haven. Uh, you can get yourselves things to travel. Travel's a bit dodgy at the moment because obviously he points up, and you can see already above you in the uh, early evening, late afternoon, this kind of beautiful aurora borealis kind of effect starting to spread across the skies, and like a light layer of snow starting to fall around you. Yeah, there's there's a bit of a endless winter vibe kind of going at the moment. We're not really sure what to do about it. There's normally like sacrifices to this uh, frost maiden lass who seems to have caused it. We're not really sure what's going on. I just travel back and forth, getting people in and out. Um, but yes, if you want to travel that way, walking is quite hard. But you can get yourselves animals and stuff like that that'll get you through you just need a bit of gold to do it anyway if you need anything else i'm going to be at the wet trout have fun 
and he turns and walks off down the jetty. Wave after him. Already walked off. Okay. So, what were you guys planning on doing now? Honestly, I was just here for the trouble. Well, I was, uh... You go on. Well, I was, um, just thinking of going to the... And then he just vomits. That's nice. That's all, that's all he had. <laughs> Maybe use some water. I'm sure we can go to the pub and ask for water or something. You can see he's just got, like, fear in his eyes from that. Like, that's... That's not what he wants. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe not water. Um, some Dutch courage. Get another drink, Daniel. Sound like a good plan? And she claps him on the shoulder. <laughs> a little bit more, just this time into his beard. Yum. <laughs> Got any of your own crew left? Uh, normally keep um, um I can't really do much with these mittens on and he's just trying to reach into his pockets just pulling out empty bottles and more empty bottles and an entire tankard <laughs> just looking around at the, the glassware that's packing up rolling down the floor <laughs> Just watching one sad bottle roll into the sea. <laughs> um, oh. I might need a refill. All right, let's go find a place. We can warm you up so you can take your mittens off. We can get you a, a new drink and uh, and then I can tell you all about my adventures. How about that? Sound fun? If there's drink involved, it sounds fun to me. Let's go. And she'll head trout. off. Yeah, I think that's what it was called, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, you've got the wet trout or the white lady in, uh, yeah. depending on which trout one you want. Siphon's just gone into, so. Yes. Yeah. So you've got, you guys already kind of started to pick up in the wake of uh, the fairly, fairly average height tiefling uh, who is all but shadowed over by this huge goliath bloke who's about two or three foot taller than him he stands about seven or eight foot uh, at when he is at full height rather than hunched over the front of the boat as you've seen over the last few hours uh, you start to follow through this kind of not particularly lively crowd as you come into what looks almost like a shanty town in the middle of winter it's there's a, a lot of wooden slatted buildings a lot of them look like the wind might knock them over any moment but at the same time they have been stood for at least uh, as long as uh, ten towns has been set up as a as a civilization and you know that whatever is standing out here has gone through a fair amount of tests over the years there have been orc invasions there has been the winters there has been the weather that comes after winter there has been just a, a plethora of different issues that come across the icewind dale but as you head off uh, following in the direction of the uh, the wet trout you 
start to hear what sounds much more like a lively and exciting scene rather than the kind of like dreary and quite downhearted walk through the streets that you've just traveled through um one thing you will have noticed as you come through the streets towards the wet trout you would have passed the town hall as you pass the town hall you notice that there is a almost like a pyre or a, a stake in the ground that sits in the center of the town square just outside the town hall uh, and there are a lot of people who seem to give it a wide there's like an audible area around it that seems to be a given space it seems to be quite uh, quite a heavy piece of uh, of of sculpture in the middle of the the uh, town square but as you head on towards the as you head on towards the wet trout you find yourselves feeling a little more in a place that feels welcoming there is the the hearty kind of bravado and chatting of different fishermen and uh, workers having drinks and as you walk into the wet trout this kind of two-story rickety looking building that seems to rock with the energy inside it you notice the entire bar area is full of humans and half elves and dwarves and a one or two dragonborn and it, it's almost comforting for those that are used to the southern areas where there is a much more of a melting pot of uh, of races and uh, where everyone kind of bands together and you really feel like that sort of thing is remembered in these uh, smaller areas inside of ten, 10 towns you head on up to the bar where a large white dragonborn lady with quite quite interesting looking braids and uh, beads hanging out of whatever scales allow uh, there's an almost like a, a it's almost like a nanny og kind of fashion for those that have read Discworld it's very boisterous cheeky but also has a hint of dangerous about her uh, as she bounces back and forth behind the bar getting people's drinks and such like that I will make my way up to the bar and find a spot to squeeze in and order because I've just I've just assumed there's a lot of people standing at the bar um, something I will just check with you actually uh, so with the lost soul you have a corporeal form which or semi-corporeal so you look as if you're a normal person but you're floating an inch or two off the ground um how much of you looks like a dead person and how much of you looks like just a really show-offy wizard um i go for the i don't look i don't look especially dead it's basically a floaty human with that with like a green glow sort of thing so it's not like we're talking rotting flesh and skin talking so, casper uh, so, so to one purposes, <laughs> i could just be a fancy wizard yeah it's it, it's more that because obviously you will know that your uh, your appearance might be somewhat what's the word uh a bit distressing distressing yes yeah. to some people you you might find yourself going hang on a minute hang on um i'm gonna say it's not that distressing okay not especially dead actually if you ignore the hovering which is a bit odd but 
could just be me showing off some sort of magic trick. Yeah, it's it's definitely like that kind of I've learned to cast levitate now, so why will I ever walk again? Yeah, uh, yeah no one, no one really. Yeah, I don't know how obvious the green glow is, but noticeable. But maybe if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't see it. Okay, that's fine. Is it again just because you're in a large crowd of people and? Uh, you have also been for quite a while in a boat with several people at close proximity um, and you know each as Tasha's cauldron of everything has recently told us <laughs> just because the race tells you you have to play it that way doesn't mean you have to accept rules anyway um, I don't I don't I don't I don't have an issue with Tasha's cauldron of everything at all <laughs> it, it's nice that we can make even more unique experiences in this wonderful game the world's greatest rpg game if you will um <sighs> it does sound like you have a problem with tasha's but we'll carry on <laughs> it sounded very passive aggressive <laughs> didn't it what's going on now the fun of having certain limitations of your character means you have to be smart about how you use it it's not a place for you to go actually i don't like the fact that you can't do that because i'm a dwarf anyway um okay. that's not why they've invented it they've tried to like i say make that more accessible and unique experience obviously <laughs> pandering anyway <laughs> awkwardly moving away before the two nerds get very excited about things um so you got you get yourself some drinks it's it's fairly fairly cheap um for someone who has been in a traveling uh a traveling circus and also heading to different areas you know that down south there is a bit of a thing where and at least in this version of Faerun, which is my version of Faerun, uh rather than the accepted and uh, written on D&D wikipedia um you would know that there are limited areas that have breweries normally in dwarvish areas and some elven areas not a lot else happens so the further away from those places you are the more expensive things get because they've got to take into consideration uh the uh the transport costs of getting that stuff in whereas up here as everything is quite close together and also everyone seems to be a bit more camaraderie and make sure everyone's surviving for the greater good um the the prices are fairly cheap it's only about two or three copper to get yourself an entire round and then some okay then that is what i buy an entire <laughs> round out and then some no it's for everybody people what they were drinking and just went straight ahead and bought a round of it's it, it's not the sort of thing you need to get weighed down we're, yeah, we're not all going to be going in like 90 episodes time wait but garland only drinks like homebrew beer why is he drinking that stuff from that oh. bar <laughs> he's an imposter <laughs> he was faking it the whole time he was a rakshasa and i don't know <laughs> nothing that, that's a that's a little thing for me <laughs> steve yes i buy a round of drinks and i take them back to our table it's for everybody there is, I put them down on the table cheers to new adventures and sure new adventures you back 
I mean, I'm here because I heard that there was some fancy treasure hidden away in a tomb around here, and that's what I'm looking for. I'm after that treasure. I'm a treasure hunter. Well, actually, no, I'm not. I'm an archaeologist, but I love treasure, and I love to look at just everything. It's so exciting. I just, yeah, that's why I'm here. this treasure do you know i'm gonna have to ask around because it's only rumors and i've been in narfel for ages but um <clears throat> yeah i heard rumors of this powerful artifact and i like i mean that could be what's making the sky go a bit weird but we'll see we'll ask the locals that's the best thing to do isn't it yeah it's gonna know stuff it's gonna be them right I'm, I'm not. Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't really got a specific. I'm just. Found out that you. Ghost, right? And I found out that the only way to stop being a ghost is to find some sort of resolution to something. Big problem is, I don't know. Need resoluting. Oh, so I'm looking for a purpose, and maybe I'll find something and it'll be resolved, and th then I don't know what happens. But cross that bridge when I come to it. I'll float over that bridge when I come to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that nice. one. <laughs> nice, nice. She's funny. Um, <laughs> What about you? Um, well, I came here to drink beer and take notes, and I've just got my beer. You got my intention. Oh, I've got a notebook. I've, I've got a notebook. I've got a notebook, and it's got a lot of notes in it on different beers that I have had over the years. It's um, so. Have you ever had a beer and? It's just made everything feel right. Yes. Yes. But I may have been quite drunk already when I started drinking it. But imagine if you could have that feeling with just one beer. One good beer. I say that's impossible. like... Are we talking about the warm and fuzzy kind of feeling where you're like a happy, happy buzz? Or is this like a can't remember the following morning kind of happy, warm, fuzzy? A good question. That happy, warm, finally finding your place in the world sort of a feeling. Right. Okay. That's what I want to make. Like, nice. like a treasure or resolution in a nice easy to transport and drink size beverage nice but the I'm thing is here to help with whatever 
Well, that's good because if I'm Hello. completely honest, I have no idea really what I should be um, putting into my drinks. I've I got never some hot drinks. I, uh, okay, yeah. That's I've got some water. Me. Yeah. But I'm just missing that 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 thing that special that, thing that pizzazz. The mystery ingredient that you need. Okay. The secret. The secret. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's all I want. I just want to have a good beer. And he's crying now. He's just crying, oh. sobbing, tears mixing into the beard with the vomit. It's a, it's an embarrassing look, but this is, this is a man who. He's he's probably into his like tenth beer of the day, the second one that's actually stayed down, but, he's, yeah. I pat him awkwardly on the shoulder. <laughs> Thanks, there, sorry. I appreciate that, mate. It's alright. really nice. Okay. So, trying to avoid the vomit and tears on him. And then, once I finish patting him, I subtly wipe my hands. Skirt to get rid of any. Does it vom? <laughs> Maybe there. Find. We'll find your ingredient. Sure, maybe you just need to go adventuring to find this special something. It could be in a tomb somewhere, or like up in a mountain. <sighs> what if it's in the ice? I kind of Ooh. look at you with like a sort of, I don't know what I'm suggesting. I'm just trying to suggest things and hope he stops crying. That, that, that could be it, yeah. That could work. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I don't know. Oh, <clears throat> so are you trying to tell me that we're all going to go on an adventure to find some special eyes for Garland's new drink? Is that what we're going to do? Yeah, why not? And if we find treasure along the way, then we find treasure along the way. Huzzah! And she'll raise oh. her drink. <laughs> I, I fully commit to a pantomime thigh slap. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> And maybe we can find some resolution on the way. Maybe we can. Starts wiping his tears away with his beard. Yeah. His vomity beard. Every time, <laughs> every time Erica looks at you, she's just a bit like, mm, okay. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah, this is good. This will all be good. <laughs> Also, annoyingly, I've just dropped a dice off the bed. I don't know where it's gone. It's not the important one. That's okay. Lost it somewhere. <laughs> hey, we'll find, I'll find it when it wants to be found. So. Is, uh, yeah, Steve, I was going to say, where is um, Kodar at the minute? Is he at the, is he at the bar? So as you... Uh think this you look around to see if you can spot any people and you start to notice uh, in the, the the sea of humans and dwarves that seem to be quite low and huddled around their tables trying to keep warm from the small candles that sit in the uh, the center of the 16 tables as there are 16 candles <laughs> 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 branding ow <laughs> 
<laughs> Anyone want to do fan art from episode one? Anyway, um, but, um, can so, you draw a candle? Can you draw a candle? Um, <laughs> you get 10 XP. Anyway, um, wow. Um, <laughs> But you start to look around. Put that on our Twitter. <laughs> Anyone who wants to make the most inappropriate candle uh, fan art, please no Princess Diana jokes. Anyway, um, it's all, it's wow. it's been long enough. It's been long enough. It's fine. Um, Even we're only halfway through episode one, and you. You've gone there already. Please. I'm, I'm, oh. I've got a certain number of things I've got to hit in a session. I've got the royalist joke. I've got the. Um, anyway, um, but as you look you don't around. Have to get any of these. It's for me. It's you for. Don't. You guys get XP for encounters. I get XP for awkward jokes. Anyway, um, so as you look around the uh, the groups in the uh, in the bar, you immediately spot kind of sticking out like sore thumbs, one being ridiculously huge and the other being the only red-skinned person in the room. Uh, you see Siphon and Kodar off in one corner of the bar. They seem to be in like a deep discussion and Kodar, does the, you can already see without even like having to roll any insight or anything, he's doing that kind of attentive listening where he's trying his hardest to make sure he's listening to every word that's coming out but you can already see it's going over both his head and the polar bear's head that is on his head we ask um this heard i heard the captain say to him at the end that he wasn't going to be needing him anymore so should we if he wants to come with us Sure. Seems like a good idea to me. Oh, Kodar! Uh, we'll be able to pick you up out of the snow. Uh. As you shout, Kodar, the heads uh, of the polar bear and the Goliath turn at the same time, um, because I am enjoying already the fact that he has a bear pelt as a head. Um, uh, <laughs> I've made this character specifically for it. To uh, get him to come over. Uh, it looks like he's wrapped up his conversation with Siphon already, and Siphon heads towards the stairs that lead up to the rooms of the uh, the inn. And he, Kodar gets up and starts walking, and doesn't really look where he's walking. Things just seem to move out the way as he walks towards you. Um, so his voice, uh, as he speaks, just because my voice acting is not amazing, um, it sounds like two tectonic plates hitting together deep in the earth. There's kind of like a stony, gravelly effect to it that makes it sound like some sort of like weird birthing of a new Pangolia or um, sort of area. Um, but he just looks down towards each of you. Yes. What are you doing with your life? Um, Godar is, um, Godar is, is boat smasher. No, ice boats. Um, Godar is signing on for unemployment now. Okay, um, well, we are here to find some treasure. And also a magical ingredient for it. If you have nothing to do, do you want to come with us? What is, um, 
What is how you say, um, ingredient? Uh, and I look over <laughs> the dwarf, still got prop on him. Um, well, the ingredient is, um, I'll know it when I see it. Oh, okay. Not none the wiser. Um, I am. Um, I am free if need assistance. Um, Hunin is happy to come with you too. Um, and he gestures towards his axe on his back. I genuinely thought you were going to say the polar bear. No. Well, I was waiting for that. <laughs> no. Polar bear does not talk. Polar bear is dead now. That is... Yes. That, that is silly. Dead things don't talk. Oh. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just give some sneaky side eye. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. What? Sorry, I didn't catch it. What did you say your... The, the axe was called? Hunin. Hunin. You bring Hunin with you? Yes. Hunin is very, very, very precious. Only go where Hunin is happy. Okay. I mean, there'll be lots of uh, snow. Maybe, probably, more likely ice. You like smashing ice, right? And he kind of does this kind of little, like bunny hop, as he as he hears he can smash ice. He's like, yes, yes, Kodar smash ice. Kodar is good at ice. <laughs> Perfect. Garland is going to just have a look at the axe to see if it's just ornate or whether there's anything fancy about it. Uh, make an arcana check for me. It's our first check! The first check of the game! And that's not a bad place to start, so that is... Uh, a dirty 20. Dirty 20, lovely. Um, as you uh, as you take uh, the distraction of the Goliath to start looking over it, you can see that there are dwarvish runes that are carved into the axe's blade. Uh, they seem to be fairly common things that you have seen in the uh, the blade industry of dwarvish uh, smithing they're simple kind of like strength runes and uh, kind of sometimes depending where you go certain dwarves like to make it look a bit more fancy to have a fancy uh, a fancy kind of like quote off the side of it so it makes it look it's like regal amazing thing and this as you start to read over it just reads I smash I kill I do what you need um, Garland will uh, extend his hand uh, say uh It'll be a pleasure to have you both on board. Ec excellent, Mr. Dwarf. And he reaches down and shakes your hand. W uh, Mr. Dwarf is my father. <laughs> ah, you are just, you are just, you are, you are just Mr. 
<laughs> I, I, it's um my name's Garland. Um Garland Goodbeer. Garland Goodbeer. Um who is everyone else? So I have introduced Hunin, who is Yunin. Jones to meet you at Hoonin. Excellent. Uh, Nereneth like thrusts her hand really emphatically towards um, Koda and will just try and really vigorously shake his hand, but obviously with the size of him and her five foot five mm -hmm. elven frame, doesn't mm. really do much. And just be like, Nereneth, my name's Nereneth Halidar. Nice to meet you. And Hoonin. That is, um, that is, um, nice to meet you as well. Um, you're all very small. Are you sure you're going to do things in the, um, and he points out towards the door. You know, it, it snows very heavy in some areas. You, you, you get lost. Sometimes they come up to my waist. Don't worry about that. I like snow. <laughs> I've been playing in Narfell for ages. <laughs> We'll do our best not to get lost. Where? I'm actually a lot better in snow than I am anywhere else, if I'm really honest. <laughs> uh, where, yeah, where? That, that's why you could help. Where, where, where is going next? You stay in East Heaven? You go to other settlements? You? We don't know. We haven't actually thought that through. Um thought we'd ask around it is um get some jobs it is uh it is um how you say it is better to have plan than to go in guns a blazing as siphon says you agree I think we should study the area first and speak to a couple of the locals. Because we... I don't know about you, but I have no idea where we are or what this place is like, but... Want to talk to a local in here or for a wander? What time is it in-game? So as you arrived here about late afternoon early evening it's coming on for about five six in the evening now okay normally in an inn the uh landlady or the landlord is a good a place as any to start they normally know the local rumors or places of interest I like your thinking. We've got to get a room anyway. Yes. Um, give me two minutes and I will go up to the bar and have a conversation with the landlady about the chance of free board if I form. 
as very odd when you say it like that. <laughs> uh, as you wander over to the bar and you uh, you start to uh, ask the questions, uh, Nemetra, the Dragonborn, leans forward and just grins at you. Goes, well, that's um, that's a request and a half, isn't it? You want to get a free room because you can play a song. I can do uh, magic. You can. Oh, you can do magic. Okay. Card tricks and stuff. Yeah, we can. We can. We can give you a room for a magic performance if you're going to do a performance. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, this is really cheeky, obviously, but what about my friends? And I gesture back towards the table. Are they performing? Oh, they are my crew. Then it's a silver a night for your crew. There's like a way from the bar, so it's not obvious. Okay, a silver a night. And do you happen to have uh, four rooms altogether? We have the rooms. Okay. Um, I'll go and tell them the good news. You. Uh, if we could book those rooms, that would be great. And I'll go and see if if they're okay to pay a silver rooms. Lovely. I'll uh, I'll keep it bookmarked for you. And she grins again. Wait, actually, um, scrap that. I'll pay for their rooms. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, do Do you want to pay down in advance for a couple of nights, or are you just doing the evening by evening setup? Evening by evening, please. That's fine. It'll just be a silver then for your four rooms. You got gold. Are you okay to take that? And she gives you a dirty look as you as you hand her a coin. Ah, oh, they're all the same. You fancy performers always wanting bloody change, and starts walking off down the bar, bar towards a, a till area she's made. Okay. Thank you. Comes back. You are given your uh, you're given your nine silver change. In silver change. Okay. Ting it down. I'll go over conversion rates later. Work <laughs> out what it is. <laughs> you spent a gold, so take one gold off. A gold. Yeah. Add nine silver back. Nine silver. Right. Good. Good. Got it. Yes. Wonderful. I'll go and tell my friends the good news, and I will walk back to the table. Um, did we all have rooms for tonight? Nice. That was simple. Did you did you find out? Any any news? Um, she's kind of busy, but I figured I'd ask start with the rooms question, um, because it's always nice to start with positive, and I'll give her the money, and then um, I think we can uh, follow up, ask her more questions later. Also, I didn't know if we wanted to discuss what to ask her before I went over there. At least the rooms are sorted. That is, um, that is, um, announcement board by Village Hall. If you want, um, um, Chitty for, 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 um, um, gainful employment, his word, gainful employment. 
Gainful employment. Happy to have a look at the board. It is um, easier than asking Nimetra. Nimetra is um, <laughs> she is uh, she is how you say one of those uh, um, uh, closed people. She has uh, she if she were a book, she wouldn't have a contents page or an index. She would just have a lot of pages with scribbles. Dictionary. Hmm. What? Like a dictionary. What is a dictionary? It's a fancy Lots of book words. with a lot of words in it. That is all books. All books have fancy words. You lot are so funny. I, <laughs> I, I like small people. You have already made my day for five times. Very good. Very good. Okay. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, do, do we want to take stuff to rooms first and then we can go and look at this bulletin board? Yeah, let's do that. And then um, maybe have a bit of a clean up before we you know, go show our faces. A long 12 days on Maybe a boat. just splash some water on our faces. What do a you bit. think, Garland? <laughs> well, uh, I don't leave anywhere uh, without my bar of soap. He pulls a bar of soap from his inside pocket. He thought you were going to say from your beard. Like, he just reached into the middle of it and go, I've got my soap. <laughs> I don't know why. No, that's, that's at later levels. Um, <laughs> have, I, have I got a little something on my... Um... Uh, just, just, a, just a bit. You might want to go and rinse your beard. Yeah, let's all go up. And our stuff, and then meet back here, right here. No plan. Great. <laughs> right. So, as you guys head off to your rooms to clean yourselves up, and then head out into East Haven to see what informations and missions you might be able to pick up, we will end our first episode there. It's been that long. Ooh, isn't that exciting? Wow. Yeah. So, welcome Aww. to Icewind Dale. Yeah. Welcome to Icewind Dale. Every listener, welcome to 16 Candle Keeps, or viewer, technically, if you're going through the YouTube video, um, but still listening because it's an audio medium. But either way, welcome. Um, we're going to go have a quick 5-10 minute break, and we'll be back in a week for you lot, but 5-10 minutes for us. So uh, <laughs> It's a very long 5-10 minutes. Time travel. It's... <laughs> Back to the future. <laughs> it's uh, what I like to call it's what I like to call a twenty twenty minute um, to see how it how it goes. Wow. <laughs> anyway, great. Thank you for listening. Um, we shall see you next week for a new episode of Sixteen Candle Gifts. Bye for now. Oh, you forget about me. <laughs> <laughs>
All artworks thus far has been created by Bingle Bang Bang. Thank you for listening and we shall see you next week.